Gentlemen, what's going on? Good to be back. Uh, sorry that Welcome. I missed the last episode there. Uh, had the family down in Boston, uh, Boston for the week, uh, meeting the grandson. Uh, but now we're back to it. Um, listened to the last episode and it was a beauty. Segs, good job on hosting. Um, well, welcome to episode five. Uh, let's get into it. And Keynes, how was your weekend, man? Pretty eventful one, I heard. Yeah, pretty eventful. Uh, work on Saturday and got into uh, a couple beers and watched some hockey. And Sunday, watched the uh, watched the race. A little uh, different lifestyle than you got, but uh, how uh, how was yours, man? Ah, oh, it was busy, man. Uh, you know, same old, same old, sticking to changing the diapers. But, uh, you know, got a little bit of free time with the wife and the family. Uh, brought them down to Boston to show them around. Uh, caught a little bit of the action, uh, the hockey games. Um, not much of it, but uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say about your predictions. So let's waste no time into that. And, I mean, let's kick it off with the uh, – Leafs and Red Wings game. What a game that one was, huh? 10-7. All I have to say is I did it. I broke the <laughs> curse. <laughs> I'm off. The monkey is off my back. I went three for three. Um, but, yeah, what a game, man. 17 goals. I mean, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Marner puts up four. Um, you get the young rookies in Detroit showing out as well. Raymond and Sider both had some nights, but <laughs> somehow the Leafs came out on top still. All four goalies got a little piece of the action. It felt like a house league hockey game switching it up, but um, yeah, you know, I was lucky enough to take the Leafs. I said it was going to be a, a close game, but this is not exactly how I thought it was going to be. Yeah, definitely not. I also went three for three. Just want to say it. Follow Seg's lead. Pay it off. The crazy thing about the Leaf game, like other than the amount of goals, no power play goals, all even strength, and one shorthand. It was just crazy. That first line has got to be talked about as one of the best lines in hockey right now, I would have to say, of Bunting, Matthews, and Marner. I also want to give a shout-out to David Camp. I thought he played fucking unreal. But that goalie situation over there in Toronto is not looking good right now, and their captain isn't <laughs> getting points. Yeah, where, where did he play, like – 10 goals and no points? Are you kidding me? Non-existent. He's kind yeah. of getting a little away with it because of how Campbell and Mrazic have been playing a little bit, but it's crazy how at the deadline people are talking about Tavares needs help. Like three weeks ago, you weren't saying that, and now he just doesn't get points. He's like, yep, might need something to change. Great game, you, though. I, I mean, also thought Detroit was coming back after they went it made a 7-5. Yeah. Uh, and before, I mean, before Keynes gets into his in-depth analysis, as always, uh, I'll just I'll just jump in here and uh, touch on that Leafs goalie situation, man. It's it's horrendous right now. The second half, Jack Campbell, I mean, he he's been ah, terrible, but Morazic, oh man, I said go. it again, and I'll and I'll I'll say it again. He's awful. He's terrible. He's, uh, I'd, ra I'd rather have a pylon in that, and we'd probably have a better chance. He's playing against Washington as we speak right now, so let's see what Oh, happens. beautiful. So uh, there's another seven spot. <laughs> I, uh, I was all ready to ramble on about this game, but uh, you guys kind of touched on uh, a lot of my points I had, so 
I'll uh, keep it short. But yeah, it was uh, it was kind of an interesting game there. I didn't really see that score going up that high, and all four goalies played bad. I mean, a lot of those goals really shouldn't have gone in, and it was kind of just a shitty game overall. Like, you know, it's funny at the end of the game, Marner's holding up all his pucks. He's got you know four goals, and and it's like, well, why are you guys celebrating? Because you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those games where both the coaches just burn the tapes. Like this game never yeah. happened. Yeah, but but I mean, but Toronto's supposed to be a top contender. Like for Detroit, it, you know, they're a young team. It's a learning experience. Whatever you want to, however you want to spin it for them. But for for Toronto, it's like you know, yeah, you got ten goals on, you know, one of the worst the worst teams in the league. Uh, like a young rebuilding team, and 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 your goalies didn't show up. And I mean, it wasn't that either team really played bad it was just the the the, the goaltending was for both teams was not there at all how do you those, how do you think Najokovic, shouldn't have shouldn't have gone in how do you think Najokovic felt when they did the double pull it was like grice your doggy Najokovic going back in like that's just the worst imagine getting thrown into a game you're already losing getting absolute shelled and the other guys to come back after he's already got the hat on ready to post up for the rest of the game well and they, well so I mean, as a goalie, like once you get pulled, it just shatters your confidence. Like you're just, you're yeah. done. I mean, you, you know, you know, it's coming. That and happened a lot to you in men's league, Canes? No, <laughs> no, there's no, in men's league, there's no, uh, there's no second goalie. So you're in there for all, uh, all you're 15, all 12 all goals. 15, you know, all 15 <laughs> you know, in, so. Hey, just a quick touch point. I know we talked about the, the trade bringing on Lavushkin in the last episode. Was that his first point as a Leaf last the other night? I game? think so. I, I think he's only played one or two other games. So I think yeah. So. so good to see yeah. him get on the board as well. Damn, more points than Tavares that game. Yeah. <laughs> only only bright spot of that game probably, but yeah. I mean, I was out for dinner and I was tuning in, but I saw that Nadelkovic had got pulled, and then they brought in the backup, and then I got back to the hotel room and I turned it on, and I saw him back in net, and I'm like, I thought I was missing something here. Well, the score had messed it up, but, I mean, like you guys said, I guess he was back in. But that was just a terrible game, and, I mean, Leafs just got to get rid of Morazic because he should. Can't even bear to, bear to watch. <laughs> Send him and Tavares out as a package deal at the deadline. <laughs> well, they, and and <laughs> Morazic's contract goes through next year as well. So they're stuck with him at, like, $4 million. Didn't yeah, they, they just picked yikes. up a goalie, though, didn't they? Hutton. Yeah, throw Hutton, Carter yeah. Hutton in there. I mean, I mean, as of right now, I wouldn't say either of them is a starter. They're kind of both backups as of right now, the way they're both playing. Yeah. Well, and you're and the, the thing is that you're you're three weeks to the trade deadline. And right now it's looking like that's Toronto's biggest need is is goaltending. Yeah, but, which is uh, crazy how fast it's switched come the new year. Like yeah. Campbell was being talked about as a nominee for the Vesna. Now it's like, yeah, now they've got a bit of a good league controversy going on. Yeah, terrible. But I mean, you know, that game was went how it did, and I mean, first David Ayers when you need him. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> the kid, Hurricanes legend. But I mean, yeah, we could we could sit and talk about that game all day. Um, I mean, let's turn to a little bit of a better game, three-two uh, final, I believe it was, uh, the Abs in Vegas. I didn't get to catch any of this game, but I'm sure a couple of you boys, you know watched it because you had predictions on it and stuff like that so uh i'll let you guys take it away there yeah as a uh avalanche heavy uh fantasy hockey team that i have built uh 
definitely keep an eye on them throughout every game that they play. And, you know, not their most uh, exciting game, but, you know, it's always fun to watch the matchup against Vegas. Um, you know, the big guns weren't overly prevalent in this game. You know, they only came through on, on the, obviously the game winning goal there with McKinnon putting one pass, but, um, you know, they lose in shots, but uh, still managed to pull it out. And that, those are the kind of greedy games that are going to get them to go deep in the playoffs too. So, um, yeah, happy I took the abs in that one. I watched this whole game and Vegas played unreal. They played such shutdown, putting three uh, in the neutral zone. Couldn't even enter the blue line. Like McKinnon was held to one shot and he scored on it. But the game before that, he had 14. The next game, he had one. Like their defense played unreal. Patch already missed the game. He's injured again for the 15th time this year. But I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was weird. Landeskog was not on the first line. They were playing Burakovsky, McKinnon, Rantanen, and then Landeskog with Kadri. Considering Landeskog got a hat trick the game before, I don't know why they broke it up. But that was just like Colorado scored two goals in 26 seconds to win. That's just like a quick turn. I mean, Vegas played unreal that whole game. That's just definitely a learning curve for that quick 30 second momentum. I thought it was a great game. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, I only watched the first period of it. Um, and then uh, switched to another game, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was it was good. I think they're well, they're, they're two top teams in the West. Um, wouldn't be shocked if that's uh, you know a playoff matchup uh, in the uh, in the spring here. Um, you know, Vegas looked pretty good. Um, you know, like you said, Brad, they held McKinnon to one shot. I mean, one shot's all he needs to score, though. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know you're that caliber of player but uh yeah no good good game good matchup to uh to the big uh big teams at west and um yeah you guys kind of touched on all the stuff i had to say i mean that was the game mckinnon had 14 shots on goal right no that he got oh. 14 shots the game before he only had one shot against he Vegas, and he scored it yeah what he does best but I mean let's go to another high scoring game that you guys talked about um I mean you know Flames and Wild I mean I really didn't see this one you know being a high scoring game 7-3 um you know both offenses have been pretty good but you know both goalies have also been pretty solid this year um you know for the for the Flames to put up seven goals right um and take that one against the Wild was kind of surprising um, but uh, I don't remember who you guys had, so you just want to touch on that and, you know, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I had Calgary complete my prediction sweep. It was a gritty game. Like, they were getting at each other. Kachuk was under Kaprizov's skin the whole game, and they just collapsed. I like the style, though. The Calgary defense shut down Kirill. Like, Anderson and Noah Hannafin were on Kirill whenever he was on. They just... He, I know he scored, but he shut him down for, like, the whole game. They started to mount a comeback. I mean, he did with, like, seven minutes left. They scored two quick ones. Mm-hmm. And then Calgary just torched their momentum. They played great. If that's a good learning experience for Calgary, like, they're, they got a team. They can make a run this year. Yeah. It was like, like I said in the last episode, they're, they're just – they're so hot right now. It's, it's hard to bet against them. And, you know, Toffoli comes in, he's making an impact right away. He got a goal and an assist, you know, early on and then added the empty netter at the end of the game there. But, um, 
they kind of got everyone chipping in right now and their big guys are rolling too, which only makes them better. And then they got Markstrom back there, which helps a ton too. So to shut down a team like Minnesota, who's also, you know, playing pretty well, it's, it's really good to see. And yeah, that was a, uh, to me, at least that was kind of an easy pick. Yeah. Well, I took the wild and, you know, Minnesota's got a pretty potent offense and uh, I was kind of surprised the way that Calgary's defense shut them down. Um, like you said, Brad, like, you know, their, their defense is rolling. was able to sh- shut down Kirill. Um, I thought when they let uh, Drew Daniel go to Seattle, that was kind of a mistake for them. And, but no, they haven't missed a beat back there and yeah, they're, they're rolling. They're looking good. And Segs, like you said, they picked up Foley and he made a big impact um, from the start. And I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, start making some more moves like that uh, pretty soon, but yeah, they're a good team. They're, they're a legit contender and yeah. See, uh, be interesting to see how they finish up the season. I mean, I see, you know, you bring Giordano up there, uh, Keynes, and, you know, I've seen a little bit and, you know, might just be banter on Twitter, but maybe a reunion with the Flames, um, especially with how they're going this year and, you know, how Seattle's been, you know, kind of struggling in their first season uh, at the deadline. They're they're last last in the West, aren't they? I I, I believe so, but I mean, would you would you see maybe a reunion to you know get that playoff push and go get Giordano? Do you think the Flames can give up enough to bring him back? Or yeah, I don't know. It'll be kind of interesting to see if he wants to go back to to Calgary. Like you know, they let him go. What was that six months ago? Yeah, maybe he kind of says "f you" to them and doesn't want to go back and wants to go to a different team. But I don't know he's kind of built a life there too been there for quite a while so I don't know it's kind of what his thoughts are he'd be a good fit back there again mm-hmm. I mean I think he's this is his last year in his contract so he'd be a rental like you could you know the flames are also you have to do some bit of cap magic to fit him under but you know if they're if you really want him back you can always find a way like Tampa Bay did it last year where they they pick up guys that you know they had no cap space and somehow find a way to fit them in. So Calgary wants to do it and Giordano is willing to come back. I think that uh, it would, it would work out pretty well. I think they should only bring him back if they keep Rasmus Anderson as the number one D and not just give it back to Giordano. I thought he's been so good this year all around. I just don't want it. it it's kind of hard when you do a trade like that. If it like fucks up the dynamic, you never know. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like your former captain and, and that coming back, like, I mean, as a Canes fan, they, they're, I know I've seen talk with um, thinking about bringing back Eric Stahl, but then the same kind of questions where it's like, uh, is that, you know, change the dynamic, the dynamic in the locker room and, you know, his brother's the captain now and, and everything. And, you know, he's not quite the player he used to be. So. I mean, good, good way to probably finish off his career, but um, I mean, let's, let's move on to another prediction that you boys had and, just quick, quick note, quick note, just live update for the pod. As we were talking about that bunting line, bunting goal, one nothing to start the game, Toronto. Wow. Sags, I remember last podcast, you were talking about JT Miller, and I said, put him on the first line. You got to keep them together. You have to. And it would and it would work with Tavares, who was playing like shit now. Yeah. Like JT, other JT, and then Nylander. I mean, sounds better. Yeah. Could, yeah. Could roll some well, but, any, but anybody could... You throw anybody on that top line with Matthews and Marner, 
you have a bunt it, it kind of works because like when they had hyman he's like they're almost the exact same player they just honestly pass it and drive the net <laughs> like yeah. bunting gets under people's skins a lot he's like one of those guys where you hate to play against but you love him on your team and that's why the line works they got one of like everything yeah yeah because matthews isn't really going to the corner kind of guy yeah, he just runs into nets now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah kisses the crossbar, but I mean, you know, yeah. that's, that's, thanks for Always the update. Got good dental insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, like I said, you know, Kings can ramble on for hours. So let's hear him ramble on about uh, this past weekend's little golf matchup. Uh, you know, it was a good one, um, and I actually caught a lot of it, and it was pretty close all weekend, to be honest. Um, you know. Daniel Berger had the lead for almost the whole weekend, but uh, just crumbled Sunday afternoon. Um, I mean, he was what? I think he was seven or sorry, eight or nine under going in, maybe, maybe even 11, sorry, 11. He finished at seven um, and, you know, it just didn't go his way, but uh, it turned out to be the Lowry and Straka show. Um, and funny enough, two of the boys on the podcast here, uh, had Lowry and Straka for their winners. So uh, we'll hear from them and what they had to say. I know Bradley wasn't too happy about the uh, inclement weather going into the uh, 18th hole, but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes and Straka pulled it out. So uh, let's hear from you boys. Yeah, I think on the 18th tee box, Straka did the African rain dance or something. <laughs> Lowry wasn't even teed up on the 17th. And then it, Buddy hits his tee shot and starts pissing rain down. Like, guy was swinging in a tsunami. I couldn't believe it. Oh. But, I mean, like, Straga finished so strong. But Shane Lager played good all day as well. And it came down to the last hole. And he had to birdie. And just didn't. I mean, he, play, he still played so good. I, I blame Lorraine. I can't believe he had to play in that bullshit. But Well, I mean, Bradley, had, you, you golfing and him golfing? <laughs> Two different gears there, buddy. Buddy, I'm I'm an absolute diva when it comes to playing in the rain. <laughs> he should have been the same. Be like, no, nah, not playing in this. But anyways, yeah. I mean, Straga played. Just take good. a forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think like a lot of people. Uh, I know me. I was concentrating on the Larry Burger matchup, and Straga was just like, oh, he was suddenly in the lead. Just like, what happened? And he just he just fucking played unreal all day. Burger kind of choked a little bit cracked on their pressure i thought larry still played good just came down the last three holes straka pulled through fuck yeah. the rain but is what it is i mean Ber burger uh, i can't remember what hole i think it was 16 that burger had you know a huge birdie putt and he just couldn't come up with it and that kind of just sunk his weekend i thought you know there was a good shot that we would see a three-player playoff but uh definitely was thinking larry and straka playoff and like you said brad Struck of that 18th hole, just what? I think it was like 345, bombs it down the middle of the fairway, and that was all she wrote. But Puts it on the green and two. Yeah. Light two, but for him, crazy. But I want to hear from Keynes, because Keynes had Straka. And yeah. Keynes yeah. getting a golf prediction right is like – Real quick, real quick, we need to mark down an asterisk beside this prediction because it was made after the cut. So okay. shout out to Bradley. It's on record. He did take Lowry from the jump. 
but Canes, you know, good job. You picked the weekend, but yes, go ahead. There, there's an yeah. asterisk here. Let it be. I, pick, yeah, I picked on the Wednesday, just so everyone knows. That is true. And, and, and I mean, so two weeks ago, uh, my pick, uh, was out on the, on the cut. I didn't even make the <laughs> cut. That was on the live podcast. So, you know, if you let me pick on, on Friday afternoon, then I'm golden. <laughs> we should start doing that from now often. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a good, it was a good weekend. Um, Striker played, played really well. Um, you know, Flowery did as well. And it was, it, it, it was close finish and, um, you know, pretty exciting, uh, exciting Sunday. Um, I didn't watch too much of it because I ended up watching the NASCAR. Yeah. But I did tune in for that uh, last couple of holes there. Um, you know, it's kind of nice getting the getting a win there because I think I went one and two in the hockey. So to get uh, the golf prediction right is kind of broke even, par for the course, no pun intended. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think like the weather thing is kind of bullshit, Brad. Like, you know, <laughs> just shit happens. That's the way. That's the way. I mean. Go. Like you're on the final round and you're on the 17th hole. Like, I oh, telemarketer. <laughs> we got right, our, well, our first, our first listener. listener. I, I'm sure. Yeah, live, <laughs> we, we, live we, had, we had a guest trying to tune in here, but uh, we're, we're not just there yet. <laughs> but yeah, like you're. It's the last round, 17th hole. Like I know you have to complete it. It's just such an unfortunate time around the last two holes, and you need a birdie on one of them. It's just much harder. Yeah, I, I went three and zero in hockey and got second place in golf picking from the start. Like, but, I mean, I, put, I had a good weekend. I'll take the sex. What do you think of the golf? You can go more in depth. Um, actually, no. You you guys you guys watch it honestly more than I did this week. Um, I'll tune in more for the uh, the Arnold Palmer, which we'll get into shortly here. But, um, you know, I didn't want to really cop out and take Berger. He was in the lead when we were making our predictions, so you know, it's it's not as fun that way. Even though I still would have lost if I took him, but. I tried to go with the Canadian pride and he, um, you know, he, he didn't have a great, uh, great weekend. He finished plus one in the tournament, um, went under on the final round, but round on the Saturday round three, it was not very kind to him. So, you know, that's all she wrote, but uh, I'll take that one on the chin after coming off a win with uh, last week's prediction for the golf. So see if I can bounce back this week. Absolutely. Before Segs, you're going to get us into uh, this week's matchup, but I just want an honorable mention because, you know, this is pretty, amazing what uh wolf did uh plus 17 and i mean that's impressive i mean you know <laughs> i gotta give it to him um I, I see him all over social media and people trying to mimic his swing and because it's different and blah 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 but what he did i mean <laughs> missed the cut and shoot that bad i mean tough break for him but i mean good for you in the end but yeah sex get into it here uh, for this week yeah, like I said, we got the uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's at Bay Hill out of Florida. So this course is among the longest on tour. So it's just shy of 7,500 yards. So it's an absolute monster. The fairways are stupid tight and the rough is really thick. So basically, you don't really want to be missing, which is a miracle that DeChambeau won last year because he sprays the ball left, right, and center. It just goes 17 million miles. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, his, his, his <laughs> yeah, like you... His, uh, his up and down game saved him a ton, which is where he pulled up the victory last year. But uh, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy for this one. Um, he's he's won there. He won there in 2018. Um, his, out of his last five events, he's got one win and hasn't finished worse than T12. Um, 
like I said, so, you know, he's played seven different times at this, um, at this course in particular, and he's only finished outside of the top 11 once. And he has the low round of the day in the last six events there. So, you know, he's got all the stats to back him up, whether or not he, you know, pulls through, we'll, we'll see, but uh, I think he's going to be my pick this week. It's a great pick. I mean, I didn't know all those stats. So <laughs> that's why he's the second favorite, I guess. I know John yeah. Rome's a favorite. I'm going with uh, Victor Hovland. He's tied for the third favorite. He's got three wins in his last three months. He uh, he missed the cut at the Waste Management uh, Tournament and then bounced back the next one with a top five finish. He's not afraid to take those chances. Like, you've seen him cut fairways a lot of the time. The guy can hit a bomb. His main issue last year was around the greens, chipping and putting, but he's really improved that this year. I think he's got a really good chance if he just play, keeps playing consistent. Gaines, do you want me to uh, go here and leave the uh, end for you or what? Uh, doesn't matter. I'll go here. I'm going to double down on, on Straka. <laughs> uh, That's why I was asking. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, he, uh, he pulled it out for me uh, last weekend and um, he's got some pretty good odds for this weekend. So, uh, you know, as a betting man, I'll, uh, I'll take him. Um, you know, he's finished his last five events. He's finished within three shots a leader, uh, you know, three times and, um, you know, average scorecard of minus 10 over the last, uh, the last five tournaments as well. So, um, you know, he's rolling, he's pretty hot right now and won last weekend and, uh, hopefully he can keep that momentum going. Who, uh, who do you got there, Ruzi? I'm, uh, I'm going with, uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of come up as of late, um, you know, won the masters, uh, last year. Um, he's been playing, you know, some good golf. Um, I think his last, uh, tournament that he played was the Genesis. Uh, he finished 39th. Um, you know, wasn't a great showing, but you know, when he's got all assets of his game working, you know, it's, it's tough to beat him. Um, and I think at a course like this, uh, he's going to kind of shine. And I mean, I like all your guys picks and, you know, um, I hope that he pulls it out and all the boys, you know, make the cut this time uh, and we can uh, watch it into Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, I like uh, Hideki Matsuyama to take this one. All right. Well, the lads put in their predictions there for the golf. So let's see what happens there. Uh, let's kind of turn towards uh, the MLB a little bit. Um, some interesting stuff going on there. I just want to get your guys' opinion on, you know, this lockdown and everything that's happening with the players. Um, I know a lot of them aren't too happy. Um, and season's getting pushed back even further. Uh, they're saying that, you know, there's willingness to miss at least up to a month of games um, with still a lot of people unsigned. So uh, let's weigh in on that a little bit. So uh, what do you got to say about that, boys? It's not looking good. The fact that they're just willing to miss months is – not a good sign, I don't think. It doesn't seem like they want to get a deal done ASAP. Yeah. It kind of seems like they'll just drag it on as long as it takes. I know training camp games are getting canceled, and, yeah, they're willing to miss a month. So it's, it's going to be interesting down the stretch here. I don't think it's a good sign, though, personally. No, I think it's going to be going to be quite a while. Uh, Kane, you looked like you had something to say there. You got a touch on it? Um. Yeah, no, I think it's, it, you know, it looks like it's going to be a while. Like, there's not really much traction, if any, on a new deal. Um, for them, it kind of gives me a little bit of, uh, um, you know, thinking back to 
all the NHL lockouts, uh, every time they have a contract dispute, um, which, uh, which kind of sucks as a hockey fan. So, um, you know, really for me, like, I think, I think back to the Blue Jays just being in, you know, Ontario and, and, uh, in Canada and that, um, you know, feel bad for them because they, they had missed, um, you know, a full season of, of playing up here in Canada, um, you know, two years ago. And then, and then last year they played most of the year in Buffalo. And I think they only played two months, a little over two months, maybe yeah. um, back here in Toronto. Um, you know, and, and, you know, as a, as a baseball fan, excited to go, you know, be able to go watch some, uh, some Blue Jays baseball, uh, you know, full season back here now that kind of restrictions are up and that, um, and, uh, you know, good, you know, they've built a good team and I'm sure they're probably, uh, you know, have a couple of guys are going to add in that, um, you know, before the, before the season starts, but, uh, if it starts, um, you know, feel bad for them like that, that team's lost a lot of revenue, you know, having to play out, play out in a triple a ballpark, um, you know, down in the States and not really have their Canadian fans and that whole engagement and everything. Um, the last couple of years with COVID and then now this. And I mean, you know, that's the thing too, you know, touching on the Jays as well, right? Um, you know, rightfully so. We're, we're a bunch of Canadian boys and, you know, how close they were to the playoffs uh, last year. Um, and, you know, just the atmosphere that was, you know, there every single game and, you know, how excited they were to show up to the field and play. And it's like, you know, they're excited again, but you know, now they got to own it off. They got to keep pushing it back and back and back. And, you know, how far is that going to go? And, you know, how much is that not only going to affect the Blue Jays, you know, being a young staff, but, you know, other teams around the league, right? Um, you know, a lot of older guys in the league, um, you know, pushing to get one or two more years, like Molina, for instance, right? Goes out, you know, was considering retirement. Um, and then, you know, signs again with the Cardinals because he wants to make that push to, try and get another ring and bring another championship to St. Louis. But, you know, what does that do for his career? That gives him, you know, a gap and a window to kind of decide, ah, is it worth going back or where do I go? You know, another guy on that team is Wainwright, you know, one of the best duos in baseball to ever do it. Um, you know, looking to keep it going in St. Louis, but does that diminish their career and do they just kind of hang it up? Um, I mean, Segs, you got anything to touch on this? Have you been following it much or? No, not so much. Um, this one's all you guys. MLB is not really my uh, my forte, but you know, honestly, just sad to say. I mean, from what I read, spring training was supposed to start like two days ago or something, right? Yeah. So you know, it's always tough when a when a major league like this is delayed, and it, it doesn't look like it's getting anywhere close yet. But hopefully, the tables turn pretty quickly. Yeah. Where is he? Do you think this will affect some guys' contracts? Like they'll either get inflated or just pay at a low cut, or no? You're talking free agents that haven't signed oh, for yet? Other, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one to say. I mean, um, obviously, you know, it's always a consideration, and it could happen with a few. Um, I mean, you know, the top guys like Correa um, and, you know, Freeman and all them, I don't think it'll affect them as much. Um, as for, like, the lower-tier guys that are looking to sign those, you know, two-, three-year deals, maybe it will. Um, but I mean, I think, you know, what are you, what, what does Stroman call, uh, Manfred man? I can't remember what it is, but he's just oh, going at him. And I mean, 
you know, um, it's just a lot of the guys, you know, aren't on his side. And, you know, I can see why, because I feel like he's the one that's holding them back and, you know, not doing their part. These guys want to get back in play. So obviously um, we don't know what it is, but hopefully it happens soon. And it doesn't affect the contracts. I'm sure it will, but I can't really say for sure. Um, I'm just looking here on Twitter and I'm, you know, scrolling through and a bunch of these players are, you know, making a joke of it. And some of them are taking it serious with their posts. And I'm looking at Joey Gallo right now, uh, the Yankees outfielder. Uh, and he uploaded his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's got the teams that he's played for. And then he's got his skills. He's got striking out, hitting into the shift and getting dressed weird. So, I mean, you know, some, great resume some, some, there. Some, some guys are making light of the situation and then, you know, some guys are just fucking fed up with it. And I mean, I don't blame them, um, but you know, a big guy to touch on. And I mean, you know, I wasn't surprised when I saw this, um, I knew there was going to be a big player that, you know, would maybe consider this going over to Japan. I mean, Bryce Harper teased about it today. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that, but I thought it was awesome. I mean, you know, why not? I mean, the guys in the NHL did it when they had the lockdown, right? Um, or the lockout. So um, I wouldn't mind seeing it. And, you know, the Japanese baseball league over there is huge. I mean, look at all the guys that they bring over here to the MLB. I mean, I think there's a couple of them from the MLB over there now, Adam Jones in particular, um, and he's loving it over there. So you get a couple of those guys over there playing together, playing against each other again. What does that do for the MLB, right? What does that do for Manfred? I mean, what do you guys think? With, Har with Harper, you know, coming out and saying that. I think it's kind of, uh, yeah, a little shocking, but um, it makes sense. Like you said, like it's a good league over there and, um, you know, they're, they're growing every year and you look at the guys that they bring over here and have a lot of success in that and, you know, some of our guys have like gone over there and mm -hmm. um, had some success. So like, it's, it's a good league. I, I mean, I mean, I'm a hockey fan, so I kind of, to me, I can kind of compare it to NHL versus KHL. Um, you know, where like that, that league is for sure the second best league in, in hockey. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, it, it guys can come over and, and, go like over there and it, it, there's that whole transition it, it's pretty smooth so um to me like baseball is kind of the same way where you know yeah hype harper would do harper's one of the best players in the world oh, yeah. in general so he's gonna he's gonna play well anywhere but you know if you get a, a you know legitimate you know top 10 top five baseball player in the world mm -hmm. um in in that league and it kind of might make some other guys think oh you know, do I make that jump as well? And it'll, it'll be interesting. And, and uh, you know. Dude, the fans you, go nuts out there too. Oh, dude, it's the, awesome. The oh, games yeah. are wild. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And, um, I mean, to touch on, Brad, you brought up the contract and the, you know, free agency. I mean, just sitting there talking about players going over to Japan. I mean, is there a possibility of free agents signing over there for a short-term deal to maybe get a season in? Um, because you don't know how long this is going to be, right? Um, I mean, you know, they've pushed it back, willing to miss a month, but could be two months, could be three months. And these guys obviously got to play and they want to play. I mean, a couple signings over there, I mean, it would be interesting. I doubt it, but it's definitely something to think about and would be interesting to see. 
And I found that tweet about Strowman. He calls him man clown. Man clown. <laughs> I mean, but um, well, Stro- Strowman's uh, something. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he, he's, 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 he's a, a character. character. Yeah, all all for the social media. But I mean, rightfully so. Uh, he loves it. Every young, every young athlete goes through their phase. But I mean, in other news as well, uh, in the MLB, and I didn't really see it coming. It was shocking to me as Derek Jeter steps down as Marlins CEO. Um, I mean, it was a mutual parting. Um, I mean, I thought he was doing a lot of good things for the Marlins, um, building a young squad. Um, and they were looking at getting guys at the deadline last year. I know that. Uh, I think they went out and got Starling Marte. Um, and then they traded him to the Mets. But, you know, he was a good addition. Um, I mean, do you guys have anything on that? I don't know if you guys saw it, but I just wanted to bring it up while we're on the topic of baseball and gives us something to shoot the shit about here. The only thing I know about is ESPN's looking at him for a analyst role on their panel now. Make I, a couple M's. That'd be sick. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, you know, ESPN brings him in, and then you bring in who else? They got Jorge Posada. Imagine all them sitting at a panel together and just, you know, opening up a Thursday night baseball game or Sunday night game. Uh, you know, I think it'd be cool to see all of them Mets and Yankees playing on a Sunday night at Yankee Stadium or whatever, and they're the panel. I mean, I think that'd be wicked. So, um, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad move. Um, but let's just hope that they get this going because I love baseball and I like watching college baseball, but MLB is where it's at for me. You guys got it. It doesn't quite, it doesn't quite compare, right? Like the no college is exciting in its own right, but MLB is, uh, you know, it's what everyone wants to watch. And especially as a betting guy, whereas you, uh, you do well in, in MLB as well. Oh, dude, that, that, that in hockey, um, is where you make your money um, because, you know, I don't know if Vegas is listening to this, but <laughs> Vegas, uh, Vegas can't get the lines right on the NHL and uh, they can't get the lines right on the MLB. Um, but rightfully so it's tough, right? I mean, like what, what do you set a spread out for a baseball game? You're going to put it at, you know, five and a half for the Jays against, you know, the Rangers. I mean, you don't know what those bats, you know, it could yeah, they, be, it could, it could, it could be the team. Away, right. They adjusted for the team, then they adjusted for the pitchers. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's hard to get. And and the the over unders on the totals. I mean, um, when college baseball opening day started, I put a couple wagers, and I took the under in one game, and it was set at thirteen and a half. I mean, that's oh. to me. To me, that's just crazy. I know college is high scoring, but you know it was top two, uh, top. Two, 10 teams in the nation playing against each other they're not going to score 14 runs in their first game so it's easy money right there um, easy i mean yeah. you know we could i could sit here and talk about the betting all day and i mean we'll get into it more as you know pods go on and stuff but i mean that pretty much wraps up the uh fifth episode of the lads corner uh we appreciate all you guys for tuning in uh don't forget if you do miss this uh it'll be posted on our youtube channel and spotify also, make sure you give us a follow at all our uh, social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, update daily. We're going to start to get more active on there. Uh, and hopefully in the next coming episodes, we can bring a couple guests on and you know get their opinion on everything going on in the sports world. But 
until then, it's always a pleasure, gentlemen. Good to be back. And uh, yeah, take it easy. Okay, okay, okay. Demon just got out of can. I gave my bro an advance. Love is just not in my plans. Not even taking a chance. Studio right in my yacht. I'm doing 10 in a week. How long I been on the street? Dream about working my sleep. Okay, I got a lock on the streets. Shout out to T D3. And he brought it.